Podcaster, I hardly know her. Help! Oh, hi. My name is Megan. I'm a busy mom of four young kids, a comedian, an improv trainer, and an award-winning author. This podcast is essentially the vessel I use to verbally process all types of topics and experiences. I love sharing stories, ideas, and considering new alternatives to things I have yet to learn and apply to my own life. All of this in effort to help create happier, healthier human connections through humor. Welcome to the I Hardly Know Her podcast. What to do when faced with an unplanned pregnancy? Uh, This is a heated topic in our world Um, these days and really has been for a long time interesting evolutions in the space of adoption and abortion and uh, all the things that happen when this comes up this episode uh, basically lists out my thoughts and opinions my current stance on what should happen as far as uh, when someone is faced with an unplanned pregnancy giving them access and information and empowerment of all three options, whether someone decides that it is right for them to place their child for adoption, to abort the pregnancy, or to parent that child. These are not decisions we can force on people, at least not with any lasting painful repercussions. So here's a little peek into my thoughts on the matter. And of course, it could go much, much deeper in the collaboration that we really need from all parties to limit and reduce the amount of unplanned pregnancies so that we don't have to be faced with such difficult decisions um, as often as are happening right now and certainly not putting that burden solely on one particular gender. Anyway, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for joining. Have a listen and I would love to hear any feedback or comments that you have on this particular matter. Hey everyone, welcome to the podcast. I'm really happy to have you here. Today's topic is adoption versus abortion versus choosing to keep the child and parent. And the underlying theme on all of these, which I have talked about before, if you have followed me for any amount of time, is that any of these decisions when a woman is faced with an unplanned pregnancy is a permanent decision. It is one that cannot be taken back. And it's one that I feel really passionate about when I, um, when I decided I was going to share my adoption story, this is years ago. So 2015, 2016, somewhere right in that window, 2015, I believe, um, I just kept feeling this nudge that I should be sharing my adoption story. This is not something I have been commonly sharing because it stresses me out and it doesn't feel like I want, I don't want to be drawing attention in a negative way. I love attention in general. That's a big reason why I got into comedy and performance. And even before that, I just have always been the type of person who loves to be silly, loves to talk and share stories and sing and all the things and have been on stages as early as I was allowed to. And I felt like bringing up conversation points that are hard to listen to or that people have very strongly formed opinions on 
it is not really a space that I love to be in. I don't love conflict. I also don't think it's very easy to change someone's mind once they have their mind made up. Then I started to learn that, okay, I'm going to, if I share my experience, I'm just going to throw it out there and, and hopefully it will be helpful to some people, um, especially in the space of religion. At the time I was still an active member of the church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints or Mormon, whatever you want to call it. And I'd grown up in that church. And my story is that I hid an entire pregnancy when I was knocked up in high school, my senior year, I got pregnant and I hid the entire pregnancy until I went into labor for fear of judgment, rejection, letting my family down, feeling like a piece of crap. And I chose to hide an entire pregnancy, which is kind of crazy. Doing so opened me up to a couple of things. It made me feel like I needed to keep that story locked up, that it probably didn't have any value to anyone else, that it was a chapter that is closed in my life not to ever be revisited. And I toggle a lot between like being present in the moment and not letting the past define you and all these different things. And yet our stories are what make us who we are. So I went into this idea of, okay, I'm feeling really strongly that I should be sharing my adoption story. Coincidentally, at the same time, the mother of my firstborn, who I chose to be the mother of my offspring, she was also feeling these nudges and these inklings of like, I feel like I should be sharing positive adoption stories to keep like adoption as an option. Um, the debates on, um, accessible, affordable, safe abortions were pretty hot around that time. They are, again, they probably always will be, and maybe are even more because we have such a platform with social media and since she was feeling that too, we were like, okay, let's collaborate and figure out how to do this. And so I went, I went for it. I shared and it wasn't the first time I'd ever shared. I had shared out a little bit before and actually published a short story um, in a book with a lot of other moms um, a couple of years prior to that. And then I would share the story, you know, if it ever came up, like that I thought it could be helpful for someone um, on a one-on-one -on -one basis. And I formulated this story to put out there and put my heart on the line to be as truthful about how hard it was and the reality of the situation as I was able to be to paint this picture and just let it be what it was going to be. And it set a lot of things in motion that I did end up writing a book and kind of completing the thought process on that. Cause once I went digging things up again, um, I realized how many feelings and emotions and unhealthy patterns that had come up from the way I'd handled that trauma all those years ago. And I needed to work my way through it so that it would not be something that would be a dark part of my past. It was truly something I was proud of. It was a decision I made on my own. I was empowered by myself to make this decision. And 
that is where it all comes into this, this initial discussion. And I hope to have many more, um, and hopefully, uh, be able to bring on some guests of different decisions, people that made different decisions, because when I did share my story about adoption, I was flooded with lots of comments and private messages from people who shared different stories, people who told me that they had the same the same thing happened or that they, they either chose adoption, many people that I know that chose abortion and still others, many others that I know that thought the only responsible thing to do was to keep the child and raise the child. And none of these decisions in my humble opinion are wrong. They are different and they are all equally loaded because it is a big thing. Procreation is a big thing. And what I found was the women who shared with me their story from a space of content, a, a calm, content heart from confidence, because they got to make the decision themselves was very different than the women who shared their stories with me, who did not have that luxury, who had pressure from either a boyfriend or a parent or whoever in their life that either forced or encouraged them to have an abortion or forced or encouraged them to keep the baby and raise the baby. Um, and in some cases in the Mormon church, actually, if you're a knocked up young girl, a lot of times you're sent away to a home for pregnant women, pregnant girls and guided down the path of adoption. Um, and so I also met women who were forced or strongly encouraged, manipulated as a word I feel like comes into play in a lot of these stories to place their child for adoption when they did not want to. And the energy, the sadness, the emotion, sometimes there was not even, it was like almost like a vacancy um, because people tuck away when they didn't feel empowered they tuck it away in a way different place that is dark and burdensome and unfair to have been put in that position. So my journey into what I thought was just going to be adoption advocacy, just to say, here's another option. Cause some people really genuinely didn't know it was an, an option. I didn't, my personal experience of walking into a planned parenthood while I was a girl in crisis was not that I was given options. I was given the one option of possibly getting an abortion when I was at almost 22 weeks. And I was not given information of what care I could be doing um, if I were to carry out the labor or the, uh, the pregnancy to delivery. Um, I didn't hear about adoption. I wasn't given pamphlets or information or encouragement. I was given the one option that was my true experience right in my hometown of Boise, Idaho, that I was not given three options with encouragement to learn about the options and make with a choice that was best for me. I wasn't given that. I was told to tell my parents, which I'd already decided there was no freaking way I was going to tell them. So I left my experience at Planned Parenthood feeling defeated and scared and unsure what to do. Cause I was not choosing abortion. I was looking for help. I knew I needed to deliver the baby, even though 
I did not feel like this was my baby to raise. Um, so ultimately this is just to tee up more conversations that I'm eager to have. Sometimes I feel like, oh, this is, um, this is a heavy thing to be talking to, um, talking about, and it is really hard to change people's minds. And I'm not really looking to pay, change people's minds so much about how they feel about each of those options. Cause I know people in a religious background or whatever, whatever cultural things or different things that are in place, they are very deeply rooted beliefs that things are either right or wrong. And I get that. I also know that it is not our place to judge. If there is one profound thing I took from all my years of being in the Mormon church, it was that I believed that we were the church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, Jesus Christ. And what I learned about him in my time in church, and it all made sense to me, was that he loved everyone. He loved everyone unconditionally. And he died for all of us, right? This is what we're told. He died for our sins. I remember reading and hearing, reading in the scriptures and hearing the stories of how he catered to the sick, the sinners, the weary. He was there for them. And that was my biggest takeaway from church was love. So when any woman is faced with an unplanned pregnancy, all I can offer and all I want to encourage people to offer is just love that woman. It's not your decision to make. It is not someone else's right to take away that sacred very specific to them decision, because that is a decision that they get to live with for the rest of their life. And if they get to make the decision, it's a lot easier. And it is a positive thing for that woman, whether you like that decision or not, love truly is the answer as parents. I know sometimes I feel like I might know better for my kids. I know what's best for my kids really though. They're very intelligent, amazing, capable young beings. And the more I've learned over the years of really expanding my understanding of our existence is that I get to be a guide to help them step into their self, their best self, whatever they want to be. And I just need to love them. I need to keep them safe and fed intended to, and give them the tools and provide them with experiences that will help shape, shape them. And they're going to definitely have things that they don't probably love about me. One of, one of my kids wrote down on this really cute mother's day thing. Let me grab it. This really sweet mother's day thing where it was like the world's greatest mom, right? All these really sweet things, her favorite thing that I bake I make enchiladas, that I make brownies a lot, um, that I do comedy. Um, well, a favorite memory she had was going out into nature, into the hot springs. Um, all these things, lessons she taught, do not get too close to the popping and sizzling bacon. Isn't that a great lesson? I am really proud of myself for helping to teach that. 
a saying of your mom's, I'm tired, (laughs) which is 100% true. I do say it a lot and it gives me an opportunity to have a conversation with my kids. And no matter what they do, no matter what experiences they go through or what choices they make, that is forming their life. That is their experience to have. Don't take someone else's experience from them. I don't even know where to begin. Honestly, I have a hard time speaking up on things because I don't know where to begin to put things out there in such a way that will get people to consider what is the thing we can do that allows people to have the most freedom to make the choices that they are destined to make in their life. And when laws and things get involved and dudes are making decisions for women, it's really challenging. There are so many things that to me seem incredibly obvious to help create change around this very challenging topic. Um, where the men could be a little bit more participatory in a way that is preventative and not just firing on all cylinders every which way. And I don't really know yet how to do that. I just know that I have my little platforms that I've been building over my own life. And I think that the purpose is that it will hopefully just help keep a conversation open. And I know for me, my, not really that I was super negative about abortion. I didn't like the idea of it. And I definitely didn't like the feeling I had when I was in a Planned Parenthood and they had the little sonogram thing turned away from me and the volume off. And I didn't get to even see the baby. And I was maybe making a decision potentially without actually seeing there's that to me, I needed more information. I should have been empowered with a lot more information and, and reassurance. So for me, if that's what can happen is that I can take my little scope of knowledge and expand it and to hear other people's stories and to no longer look at abortion the way I used to, I still don't love it, honestly, because I think that it's traumatic to our bodies. I think it's something that is a hard thing to carry uh, as a decision to make. I am a very fertile woman who's had a lot of babies. And if I were to get pregnant again, I wouldn't want, I don't want in this moment, another child. And I fear getting pregnant. And yet I don't want to be on birth control because that messes up my body And it's always on us, right? I mean, there's so many tangents I could go on, but my point is my willingness to hear other people's stories, even though, and especially because they were different than mine, gave me more information to let go of things I can't control, to not cast judgment on people and think I know better for someone else. And more people need to do that in improv, you know, I'm going to go there. We, I teach yes. And yes. And is the core of improv. It is not an agreement. It is an acknowledgement and an acceptance of something that you may not have known or may not have agreed with yet. It exists. 
It's a real thing, whether you like it or not. Yes allows you to go, yes. I now know that a woman that I adore chose to have an abortion and she feels really good about it. And it was not ideal for her to have done it any other way. She was in a very challenging situation in that time of her life. And I love her still. I love her even more for sharing me with me a story that is hard to share for people who decide that they want to keep the baby. That's great. If that's the choice you want, if someone had stepped in and made me keep the baby that I felt very strongly to do otherwise with, it would have been challenging. It would have changed my life. I was being encouraged to consider marrying my boyfriend and moving in to his parents' basement. And I would not have been able to give that young child the life that she has now. Absolutely, she would have been loved. There would have been family helping. It would have been fine. It would have been great. It probably would have been great. We wouldn't have known any different. We wouldn't have. It would have worked out the way that could have worked out. But it didn't work out that way because it didn't happen that way. I made a choice that I truly felt was best for that child. And it was difficult as a mother to place your human baby girl child into the arms of people you pick off of a scrapbook page and trust them with this little life and the life they have given her has far surpassed anything I could have hoped for. And they are now a very close part of my life. And this girl has grown up and gotten married and is about to have my first, um, biological grandbaby and whatever the blessings keep on coming. The blessing of this child was that years later, when she was a, a little girl, she was given a guitar to learn to play. Her family was musical. That is specifically something I chose when I was looking for a family. What are, what, what do I want to be when I grow up? Is what I looked for. What types of things do I believe in and do I love and cherish? And what experiences do I love? And now she is a very accomplished guitar player, writes original music, sings like an angel, had a gig last night and is amazing. And what turned out to be a gift that kept on giving is that she would just write these songs willy-nilly that were her own meaning. She wrote them for her own stories and she would send them to me and they would be at the exact moment that I was needing something that I was going through something really difficult. And it became this reciprocal wheel of blessings. And I'm so glad I made that choice. I'm so proud of myself for staying tunnel visioned when other options were being given to me while I was under pressure. And my hope and my wish and what I will continue to be an advocate for until the day I die is that we get to empower people to make their choices and love them no matter what they choose. It is not our choice to make. If you have ever had a choice made for you, you know you don't like it. So when you start giving someone advice 
on what you think you should do or that you think they should do. Maybe take a step back and realize, oh, I don't like when people do that to me. We are strong. Women are strong and amazing. And we know our bodies and we know our hearts. We know our capacity. We know our own dreams and ambitions. We know that when we're feeling good and confident in ourselves, we can do so much good in the world. We can do so many more empowering, healing, amazing things that the world needs when we are feeling well. My wish to you, anyone out there listening or watching, is to pause whenever there is a space of judgment, whenever there is a critical thought or a blanket universal like XYZ, this is the end all be all decision to stop and consider the way that you share that idea or that opinion. You may very well share an opinion or voice something that you are so against that someone you know and love might already fall in that category and they now know you are not a safe place to talk to. They cannot confide in you. They know that you're not someone who's going to offer unconditional love. And that's a hard thing for us to accept. And I'm grateful for the moments that I go, ooh, I can do better. And I can offer an apology if I biff it and, and continue to learn and grow and do things that are for the greater good of more people more often. Mm. So here's to choice. Cheers to choice, to knowing all of our options. In this case, when I'm specifically talking about an unplanned pregnancy, that for sure takes two to tango. And yet it still, it lies in the space of where that decision needs to be made is in the woman carrying that decision-making ability. If guys don't want to be a factor or be left out of those decisions, they need to be holding more responsibility of wearing condoms, getting a vasectomy, being very open and communicating about these things. Men need to step up and be a responsible part of the solution so that there can be fewer women, fewer occurrences of where we're even having to make these decisions. It seems really obvious to me. I recognize it's not always that cut and dry for some reason. But growing up again, I guess another takeaway from the church would be that I was told I have agency. I was told I have the choice. This mortal experience is mine to choose what I'm gonna do with it. And, and if I make a poor choice or what other people might think as a poor choice, maybe, you know what? I don't regret getting knocked up in high school. I don't, I don't regret my little frisky ways. That's how I was. That's how I still am. I'm a frisky lady. I don't regret it. I don't feel guilty about it. That was the choice. That was part of the plan that was going to be my mortal experience. And that child is, and was even at the time, this remarkable 
learning experience and blessing and spiritual connection to me of stuff that is way beyond us. I don't really know how I want to identify a God situation right now. Um, I'm re-identifying things. I just knew that I was so spiritually connected in that experience and have still remained tethered to that yummy feeling of there's so much more than just us. And having that agency is our right. So to have an organization that says you get to have that agency and have that agency taken away when someone else feels like it is not okay. It's just not. Um, so I leave you with love as always. Thank you so much for watching. I'm really excited about doing things, uh, video more often, really excited about having some really cool guests coming up, um, sharing more stories that I truly hope will help you expand your desire to learn more, expand your perspective by looking, taking a peek through someone else's lens about something that they've experienced so that we can increase our capacity to love, to replace our knee-jerk reaction to judge with love and compassion and interest and curiosity about what else might be going on that we have no idea about. Ah. Uh. May we all be empowered to make the choices that are right for us and to embrace and celebrate our ability to be accountable of using our agency, making our choices and standing by them and making corrective measures. If we feel like, oh, now we know that that's not the best thing for us. It's an ongoing process and it's frustrating sometimes. And it's also very rewarding. So I, uh, I thank you all for stopping by and I wish for you, um, the strength and encouragement to choose and to stand your ground for what you believe is right while listening with true interest and, uh, careful attention to the opinions and the viewpoints that are different from yours so that together we can move together forward a little bit e easier with a little bit more open understanding and a heart for making this life experience as trauma-free as possible. Catch you next time. Thank you for listening to the I Hardly Know Her podcast. If you'd like to stay connected to me in other ways, you can find me on most social media platforms at Megan or at my website, meganmccaleb.com. And remember, you don't have to be a big deal to do big things.